Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. from Indefensible, who runs home resolutely. 29 the quarter. He goes full bore on Elder Baron Ravani. Funky Monkey's in for the fight. Sits four metres, five metres behind. Now comes around her. It's Elder Baron Ravani. 100 left to go. Funky Monkey's still four metres adrift. It's Elder Baron Ravani. Here comes the monkey on the outside. She flashes, but too late. Another one for Elder Baron Ravani. Elder Baron Ravani beats Funky yes, Monkey. Yes, two very promising young trotters there. Chris at Menangle. Uh, last Saturday night, but the ex-American horse you were telling us last week, uh, this Elder Baron, um, Elder Baron Ravani, I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, ticking along quite nicely. Inter Dominion series just around the corner, and I'm sure that's the way connections are now focusing, given her current form line. So. Uh, she's suited very much to the mobile conditions, which wouldn't surprise, given that she is an ex-American, but uh, she's adapted quickly and she's taking some good scalps. She took a good one there down in Funky Monkey, who lost no admirer. She was excellent in her own right. But uh, we've got some good trotters coming through. We saw Pink Galar. She was a star during our carnival. She was able to take that Group 1 uh, feature at Bendigo last Saturday night, so that form line has been... Uh, confirmed again for the Queensland Winter Carnival, but uh, she's headed that way as well. So uh, we've got some good trotting races between now and the end of the year. Mm, what about the trotter I was following? Has it turned up somewhere recently, Plymouth Chubb? Uh, no, it hasn't started since he took out that feature at Stall. He was able to win the, okay. uh, the Maori uh, feature there, and uh, he hasn't started since. So as soon as I see him in the uh, in the field, I'll let you know. All right. He's one of the young guns, of course, of the driving ranks in Queensland, Angus Garrard, and he joins us this morning, Chris. Well, Steve, there's a lot to talk about with Angus, and I want to go back to last Saturday night before we focus on tonight. But last Saturday night, Angus was in the winner's circle when he partnered up with Speech and Silver. This is a horse we know well. He's got a terrific record, brilliant strike rate, and he was able to take the open. He rated 52-7. He scored by a nose margin, holding off the fast-finishing blacks of dance. Make mine Memphis terrific running third. Tommy Link and our Uncle Sam also really good. Gerardo's delight. Big ticks for her as well. So... The form lines for the open class horses, they're, uh, well, not, I wouldn't say hard to follow, but there's no standout performer. Angus is uh, with us now, and he was uh, aboard Speeches Silver. Angus, good morning. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. He wouldn't have surprised you in any way last week with that victory, Speeches Silver. No, nah, not at all. You know, um, he's sort of back off a long spell, obviously, and... He's just getting better every start. And I still don't think Saturday night's the best we'll see of him. So I'm sure he'll keep improving. In saying that, when did you start to feel confident uh, in the running there last week? Was it as far as a half mile out? Because the way that race was sort of setting up, you were always going to be in the finish. Yeah, that's right. I was, um, I was sort of quietly confident looking at the race on paper. I sort of thought there'd be a fair bit of pressure, which would suit us. Um, but as you said, it's sort of, they run it to suit and he sort of got that final crack at him. And I think he was, um, sort of pretty strong in the line, really. Like he definitely didn't want to let Black Sedan's pass. Were you surprised Black Sedan's got as close as what he did? Uh, not really. Um, I sort of, obviously we saw him in that Queensland derby last year or the year before or whatever it was. And he sort of peeled off that 26-4 back straight quarter, so... I think he sort of definitely got the speed there. We just sort of don't see it as often with him. So 
it didn't surprise me that he got close. Yeah, it's a good point you raise. Like, uh, he was fresh up there, Black Sedans, going into that race last week. And he was coming off that PB effort in 51.8. And he was on the front end that night. And it, it's a fair point. Uh, when he's coiled up and put away like he was last Saturday night, he, he's got as much speed as anything going around. Yeah, that's right. Your guy, 54.5 on the way home last week, 26.8. Uh, he's still got the speed. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think the more racing he has this time in, the better he's going to get. So hopefully, um, I think he's sort of heading towards the summer carnival features. Hopefully he's about spot on by then. And um, like we've sort of seen him run home in sub 54 at Albion Park before and sub 26 last quarter. So if he sort of gets back somewhere close to that, he's um, certainly going to take a fair bit of beating, I think. The first of those features for the Summer Carnival comes up only a couple of weeks away, November 6th, so it's sooner rather than later. He's probably likely to have one more run before going to that Be Good Johnny Sprint. Is that the way you think, you know, the, the campaign's looking? Uh, I think so. Um, obviously, I haven't really spoken in detail with Darren about it, but I think that's sort of the way they're heading. Um, he sort of had, I think, three runs back and then missed this week, so I'd say he sort of race the next few weeks leading into that. Okay. Now, as I said, there's no standout performer as far as the open class ranks in Queensland is concerned. Sitting here right now with you, who do you believe is the number one open class horse in Queensland? I think it's sort of, like you said, it's a really open bunch. Um, I think sort of speeches Silver, when he's right, I think he's sort of as good as anything up here. Um, but I think LL Cool Gay sort of really impressed me um, through the winter. Like, he was unbelievable in a few of those runs there, especially with Wax of Fake. Um, he was massive in defeat there, and I think he's sort of a horse that's going to improve a lot the more racing he has as well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him really step up this time in. Okay, do we get more of a definitive answer this weekend? Looking at the free-for-all on Saturday night, we've got Turn It Up, LL Cool J, as you mentioned. He lines up, he's fresh up, and he's got gate seven. Colt 31's there as well, drawn perfectly in gate two. Are we likely to get more more of an answer this weekend? Yeah, I think it's certainly going to reveal a lot more of that free-for-all this week. Um, it's, sort of, it's a little bit hard to get a definitive answer because, like you said, a fair few of those horses in that race are sort of fresh up and aren't rock hard fit yet. But I think it's certainly going to give some more answers, yeah. Yeah, barrier draws are obviously going to be crucial with these big races coming up. 100%. Okay. Well, that's uh, something that we can look forward to in the weeks to come. Let's focus on the task at hand tonight here at Recliffe. You've got another solid book of drives, and we start with race three, number eight, Gillaby Jackpot. Is it fair to say on paper this could be a leader-behind-leader-dominated race, so therefore are the pegs the best spot to be here with Gillaby Jackpot? Yeah, I'd say so, Chris. Um, they sort of doesn't look a whole lot of pressure there on paper, so we're just going to have to sort of suss it out. Um, when the gate leaves, and I think he's certainly racing well enough to bob up, but um, it's just going to be a case of if there's some fireworks at some stage, we'll be able to get into it. If not, it's sort of going to make it hard. Yeah, first 400 metres of that race, really important. Yeah, definitely. As, as always, it's sort of very hard to make ground back in the pack um, when they're sort of 
go steady early. So we just need some pressure. Okay. Race four tonight, you're driving number four, Sweet Lombo, and he shoots for a hat-trick of wins. So confidence is high with this guy right now. He's prepared locally by Donnie Smith. Bonnie's a rock and was able to beat Get Ready to Rock last week. 2,040 metres, completely different ball game. How do you see it tonight? Yeah, um, it's a little bit tricky from our draw, Chris. Um, if it was 1780, I'd say we'd probably go close to clearing those. He's sort of um, extremely sharp out the gate, especially his last couple. He's been awesome. So um, the 2,000, probably don't really know where we get to yet. Um, I haven't really spoken to Donnie, but I'd, in my head, I'd say we'd probably try and slot in somewhere. Um it sort of looks get ready to rock and Bonnie's a rocking again, I'd say. Okay. That, those inside gates at the 2,040-metre start point at Redcliffe, uh, it's a huge advantage. Yeah, that's right. Unless you're ridiculously fast off the arm, it's sort of very hard to clear from wider than three. Yeah. Uh, you've got a tough job in front of you with race five because you've got the outside draw here and it's in 7.880 with subtle advice. His last couple of runs have been okay, but uh, just seeing where some of your main rivals have drawn here, this this could be a challenge. Yeah, that's right. Um, he is sort of getting better, I think. Um, he sort of had a few little niggles there and I think he's sort of getting over those okay, but... Um, It'll, it's going to make it very hard to sort of find a decent spot and get a nice trip into this race. Okay, race seven tonight. It's the last leg of the double. It's also a leg of the quaddy. Clever Cowboy got gate nine. Uh, his form on paper doesn't read all that great. Six four zero zero eight. But uh, he's featured in a uh, a bit of a stable change now, and he's had a few trials since his last start. He's capable of improving here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's not an overly strong race, and he has been trialling sort of quite okay, I thought. Um, if we can negotiate a decent way into this race, I think he can sort of definitely take it, um, given that he does everything right. Um, yeah, I certainly think it's within reach. Okay, Midnight Queen, Harry Croft, they've got front row draws. Do they loom as the hardest to beat there in race seven? Yeah, I think so. I'd probably say Harry Cross probably the main danger. Um, he's sort of been racing pretty well of late. So um, not that we can't beat him, but it's probably tough from the draw. Okay. Race number eight tonight, one hell of a party. He's drawn out in gate five. Is he still there or is he just starting to train off a little bit? He put in some really good runs, but last couple just a little so-so. Or am I being a little harsh there? Yeah, no, I'd have to agree there. Um, he sort of ran a few really nice races um, when Norman first took over the training and um, he sort of put in a sub-58 half there and we sort of thought, geez, he's kind of sort of going all right. Um, and then he's just sort of had a few little niggles since, um, made a couple of gear changes. and um, he, I thought he was sort of better last week. Um Hopefully, another couple of changes this week, he can sort of improve again. But I'm just sort of not quite sure where he's going to be at. I think if he's right, um, he's certainly good enough, but I'm just not sure. Okay, so which one stands out for you for tonight? Um, I'd probably say Jillaby Jackpot with luck. Um, 
But I think Clever Cowboy can sort of go very close too. Okay. Uh, and before I let you go this morning, just going back to last Saturday night, Sir Fahrenheit was a scratching from that final race, the uh, open class trot, mobile started conditions last week. Uh, is it anything serious? He's in very good form. So that was a race that uh, looked very uh, winnable to him last week. So he was a scratching. Uh, anything to update there? Uh, nothing very serious. Um, he's just been a cranky old man after his last win and um, kicked the rail there. But he's sort of all good now. We just elected to miss that one and sort of make sure he's 100% before we go back to the races again. Um, but as you said, it was disappointing that sort of race panned out perfectly for him in the end if he was in there. Angus, I've just got a question for you. How much time in a given week do you devote to watching replays of harness racing? Obviously, being a leading driver, you've got to know other horses and where they're going to settle, where they could possibly settle, you know, have a speed map sort of thing in your head, how things may play out. How much time do you devote to that, replays? Uh, it's probably hard to put a number on it. I'm sort of just whenever I can, really. Um, whenever i sort of got spare time, I'm sort of looking at form and replays and... Um, yeah, it's sort of, I wouldn't be able to put a number on it, to be yeah, honest. But it's um, just a necessity, isn't it? You have to do it. Yeah, that's right. It's sort of, it's a little bit easier, sort of, when you're driving against the same horses, sort of, week in, week out. And you sort of get to know them pretty well without having to go too deep into the form. But um, you certainly do have to put the time in and do it. Mm. Thanks for your time. No worries, thank you. Angus Garrard, Chris, joining us. Our next guest is really Graham Dwyer. Well, Graham's got two runners tonight and they're in the first two races, so he's in the good books because he gets in and he gets out really quick, so I'm sure he wouldn't be disappointed with that. Graham, appreciate the time. Good morning, Chris. They haven't got you hanging around tonight. You're in and you're out. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. No, looking forward to it. All right, well, let's talk about these two runners firstly. Race one, number four, one, two, three, Chi. She was able to finally break it for her first local victory. She was able to score in Marburg, and she was good there, and the time backs it up. Uh, is she ready to go back-to-back -to -back tonight? Well, yeah, um, it's a head crisp. Uh, yeah, I think so. He, like, he's very green. Um, the other day, he was racing quite patchy, wanted to run off at Marburg, which is a very hard track to sort of run out, let's say. Um I actually think it's going to suit him being out there a bit wider. He's got a bit more room. I think he'll float forward. Um, and I think he's still improving. Well, I know he is. He's improving all the time. And uh, he's very immature. So whatever he does today, he'll improve on. Okay. It looks really open, this race. There's no standout. Yeah, I think he, he is to me. But, um, but that's, you know... But you know, I'm only I'm hoping for that too. So, but I do believe he'll he'll race well. Uh, like you said, it's a very even sort of a race. But I think we've got to take uh, bull by the horns and just sort of go. Well, he's the best one, and uh, I'm not saying you know he'll make him pay for that. But I, I do believe he'll run a good race. Okay. So is it just a, a matter of him still getting used to the new surroundings, getting used to the system that you've got in place, and he's starting to uh, develop with time? Yeah, a bit of both, Chris. Like, um, it's his first uh, prep, actually. Um, so he's sort of come through on his first prep to now. So, and if you watch him race, he'll grab the bit, he'll drop the bit, he'll, you know, lift his head high in the air and just restrain him out in his gear. You know, all those little things are, are, are all happening at the minute. And, uh, even the way he went the other day, he sort of, Pete half asked him to go. He goes, oh, do you want me to go or do you want me? Because Pete was holding him in a bit. 
I do believe uh, just with more racing and uh, no pressure, um, you know, I think he should just keep taking the steps. Okay, well, that's one, two, three, cheese in race number one. Race two, got to have a hobby. Most important question here, has he got the speed to lead or is there a chance that he could get crossed here? Um, no, he wouldn't get crossed with speed. He's got tons of it. Um, we've been tra- choosing not to use it because he's never drawn where you can use it without opening him up. Um, yeah, obviously Pete's name's leader Peter for a reason. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to tell Pete how to drive him, but, you know, he's still going to be mindful it's over 2,000 metres. Um, but I think he'll punch him nice and easy and, and be holding him on the bit, um, which for them will go his way, I think. Well, as we just discussed with, with Angus, those inside draws at the 2,040-metre start point, uh, it's a big advantage. Big advantage, especially if you don't have to open them right up, Chris. I think uh, if you can just sort of hold your own and, and while the others are trying to open up, you're just still coasting along. And uh, um, I think it's a big advantage being in close for sure. I don't think many missed the run last week. Uh, he was really unlucky last week. So this is a race that he can definitely take. It, it is. Um, but, you know, just take in mind that we haven't used him off the arm um, that often. Uh, a couple of times we have been disappointed by doing that, but we've had to open him up. So this time, you know, he, uh, he'll he be sliding through there nice and, you know, comfortable, I suppose. And uh, if it's over a mile, I'll be a lot happier. But it's over 2,000 metres. Um, you know, if, I, if there's a question mark, it'd be on that. But, uh, you know, we've got Pete on. He's one of the well, he is the best, and uh, I'm sure he'll work it out himself. All right. So two excellent chances there tonight. Yeah, no, it's good. Like the um, the whole team, you know, there's they're, they're all doing their best, and uh, I'm very happy how they're all going. All right, our Antonio Rose was strongly fancied first up last Saturday night. She backs up again this Saturday night, and she's going to be right in the mix again. What did you make of that run first up last week? Well, when I first got her, Chris, she was well, she's built a bit like me, you know, just a bit plump, and uh, you know, I, I just think she needed uh, she was a bit soft, so. Being back last, running 54, that in itself is a big ask to say win it. Um, but I, I was a little bit disappointed, but they just run constantly. She wasn't steering the best. She was running out a bit. Uh, we're going to change a bit of gear on her this week. I'm going to put a fixed head check on her, take the pole off her, um, and, put, and put a bit on that she can grab hold of the steel a bit. She, had, she never travelled the other day because she had a pull bit on. So we're going to just sort of soften that as well. So... That'll help Pete sort of bring her into the race a bit better without sort of getting through all those little things with steering her and not having to travel as strong. So I think um, she'll go a lot better this week. I uh, And plus, I've only been working soft as well. And, you know, we just gave a bit more of a harder hit out there yesterday. I was happy with her. She'll do the same tomorrow. Um, and she settled in a lot better. So I expect, expect her to go better. All right. Excellent stuff. Well, that's uh, race eight, number nine, Saturday night. Two others that I wanted to ask about. I've been talking about the free rules. We've got no real standout performer. One horse that's been able to record multiple victories uh, this year. And uh, that's not easy when, when you go back and look at the results. But May wins best. Uh, is he getting anywhere near a return to the races? Are you looking at the summer carnival? What's the update with him? Well, we actually just retired him um, two days ago, Chris, to be honest. He, uh, oh, really? he was... Yeah, it's a shame he had a bit of a... Uh an injury that he's had all the way through. Um, but it, it just got to a point where it was got a touch worse. So we gave him a little bit of a break. He had a little bowl around there on Saturday. 
he just seemed to roll it over that injury again a bit more through the week. And I said, oh, well, for what he's got to do from now to moving forward, it's, it's all going to step up. So, and plus he's rising 12. And um, and then on the flip side of that, we had a really good home for him to go to. Um, you know, it's been in the back of our mind for a while. And uh, if any horse deserves a good home and uh, deserves that, right, it's definitely him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, 32 wins for him. He took a PB there at 51. And uh, he's been he's been super for such a long time. So there you have it. He's been retired. Unknown son. Did I see him at the trials or in amongst a trial field somewhere recently, but he was a scratching? Yeah, we, we scratched him, Chris. And uh, what's going to happen with him? He's going back to Melbourne. So I own him with um, a friend of mine in Melbourne. Um, the sides are coming up in there by the end of the year, I think it is. So we're just going to send him back. And uh, so pretty much he's just a play horse for us both. And um, it's Dennis's turn to have a bit of, well, hopefully get him back to where he needs to be. And uh, But apart from that, you know, it's definitely there. Um, you know, he's still only young, but he's very piggy. That's probably his biggest trouble. But uh, a couple more float trips and you know, they might sort of sort him out a bit. Okay. Hopefully just a bit of maturity with the, uh, the trips up and down the coast line. <laughs> well, I hope so, Chris. Uh, but Dennis does a great <laughs> job with his horses. But, you know, um, he's not going to miss nothing. Greg Sugar just does, does all his driving. And, um, yeah, and, and Dennis does a really good job with his team. So he, he'll do a terrific job with him. And and there's better opportunities for a horse like that if he hits his straps as well. You know, like we don't know how far he'll go. But, uh, you know, I think down there at the moment, it's probably the best time to send him with those other big races coming up. Okay, well, there you have it. A bit of an update there with Unknown Son. He's off to Victoria for a shot at the uh, the Vic Bread Series and may win's best. Has been retired. There you have it. Yeah, so, Chris, we are looking for a um, new clientele now that we've got to move their older good horses on. Um, yeah, so pretty much if anyone's interested, we're trying to boost our calibre of horse that we've got. We've done a great job with the bread and butter ones that we've had. But definitely we want to um, try and step into the the better calibre market if we can. And uh, if anyone out there is interested to look us at on Facebook or King's Lodge Pacing Stables, um, you see our facilities and everything else there. But we've definitely got the right work ethic and uh, we definitely want to do better with what we got. So anyone out there that wants to have a go, please feel free to ring us. All right. Well, 78 wins for the season. Was there any sort of chance that you could get to 100 before the end of the year? It's a big ask, Chris. We're working 17 horses, you know, and, uh, like, if you can do your maths with that, like, what they've done, 17 to get to me. And if you look at the calibre that we've got, it's a big ask to even do that. So if you're asking if you can get another 22 winners with what we've got here, I hope so. Like, that's definitely what my goal is to get to the to the 100. I think it's just a, a good goal. If you fall short, you're still doing well. Uh, but definitely we want to have a crack at that. Um, but moving forward, we'd like to give you this. It's pretty much how we're driven at the moment. And, um, but we're, yeah, we're giving ourselves a chance, that's for sure. Uh, well, hopefully there's a two, uh, a double coming your way tonight with those uh, two runners uh, stepping out in races one and two. Tell me, uh, is it likely to be next year where we're going to see a new junior driver for the stable as well? Uh, trials, yeah. Trials next year? Trials next year. He's... Uh, yeah, he's sending me crazy here at home. He's starting to beat me here. <laughs> and uh, he does let me know. And, uh, yeah, so, now he is ready to go. He's a young fellow, and he's, he actually drives really good. I know he's been boring that, but, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident he'll do well. Um, and, uh, 
he sees a lot of things that little kids probably shouldn't see, you know, like he, he knows what's going on and how it all works and no, he'll do very well. Very well. Yeah, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. So we'll have to uh, just wait another couple of months before the uh, the trial uh, session rolls around. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the unofficials out of Marburg and uh, we haven't been out there for a few weeks. But uh, we have to get back there again this week. So we'll see how we go. All right, Graham. As always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck with those two runners tonight. Okay. Thanks, Chris. There he is, uh, Graham Dwyer, talking to Chris. Chris, Darren Clayton's with us on Mobile Rolling. Well, Reckless has been taking up all the slack with uh, Albion Park out of action over the past couple of days. We've returned to Albion Park on Friday, but Mark Belford and the crew at Reckless have been doing a super job. They raced Monday night, we were there yesterday, and we've got another nine races tonight. It's a big workload. There's no two ways about it, but uh, the track has been excellent there at Reckless, and I'm sure it's going to be the same uh, again tonight. Nine races, Darren Clayton joins us. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm super. Your best bet for the nine-event program tonight? Yeah, I thought we could strike in the middle of the card. Race five, horse number one, Senor Jujon. Um, probably been a little bit mixed in his efforts of late, but gate one's a big play. Um, gate five, he was just too far back last time out. He led him up two starts back, but I think this is a, a much easier contest he meets this time around. So he can take them all the way. Race five, number one, Senor Jujon. Okay, so five won the best bet, and that starts the main quaddie as well. So talking about the quaddie, how are we going to play? Do we go one out with him, Senor Jujon? Do we need any extra insurance? Oh, I'm happy to go with him one out. If there is a danger, it's probably... Um, Number three, I'll be watching. He'll likely start favourite. Uh, he's been thereabouts of late, but uh, I just think maybe he might just have to work a little bit too hard. So if you want insurance, but happy to go one out with the one, Senor Jujon, which would lead us into that second leg where I think Grant Dixon's a, a great chance of striking in the first two legs. I've got number eight, Abby Diadema, on top. Um, should get a nice run through. No... Um, no real stars in this race. She hasn't been too far away of late. Tactically Miracle, number four, I'll throw her in off the fact I think she can get forward and get to the front. Um, she was only beaten two metres or one and a half metres a couple of runs back. She'll be thereabouts. Tracer Bullet, uh, gate nine, I'll throw him in as well. Um, this is probably his last run for Colin Godden. Colin's heading back down to Victoria. He's enjoyed great success up while he's been up here. Got a winner yesterday with AJ Breezy Rose. So uh, we'll throw in number nine, Tracer Bullet as well. So four, eight and nine in that second league. Okay, and race seven, how do we play this? This wraps up the double. Yeah, tricky, tricky race this one. I've got number five, Harry Croft on top with uh, no confidence whatsoever. Um he got third a couple of runs back when having to work hard in the run, which is probably what he'll have to do here, I'd imagine. Uh, I've got him mapped probably uh, sitting outside the leader. His run uh, two starts back was really good. He didn't get a spot. He's all the way back to last. He was back in the pack, and then Lockie Mansman was able to find gaps that sort of didn't look like they were there, and he arrived for a good win. So we'll throw him on top. Weasel. Uh, he's never far away, old Weasel. He keeps punching away. I think he moves up to about number eight on the most starts in history list tonight. He moves past uh, Hal Thomas, I think. He moves up to 377 career starts, does Weasel. He won't be far away. And we'll also throw in two pageantry. 
and number four, Midnight Queen, my nemesis. So five, eight, two, and four. Okay, there, uh, five, eight, two, four. And uh, the last leg, uh, race eight, how are we going to bring it home? Yeah, I'm happy to, to bring this home one out with number two, She's All Star. She's my best last week, just went under. Um, I think she can bounce back tonight. I think finding the front will be the key to her chances. She can get forward, take control and see it out, which uh, which is how she was a winner two runs back. Danger's certainly number eight. John Rod in good form. Tullhurst Lover's got a tough gait and right time. He'll be better suited off the front line. He was he went back to back for his first two starts here in Queensland and then inside the second line beat him last time. So he'll be thereabouts as well. But happy to play the quaddy one out with She's All Star with those other couple of legs just playing water. Okay, so repeating the quaddy numbers for Darren tonight. Firstly, we're going one out with your best bet, which is Senor Jujon. So race five, number one, the best bet. So we go one out there in that opening leg. Second leg numbers four, eight, and nine. Uh, third leg numbers two, four, five, and eight. And we bring it home with number two. So nice and easy, $12 for 100% of that dividend. Yeah, that's the, that's the play. And hopefully we can uh, we can get a slice of the action. All right, sounds good. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time for your thoughts tonight. And we'll be chatting on Friday morning. Plenty to discuss when we get our teeth into that Albion Park meeting. Ten races there and a really good free-for-all. So looking forward to the chat on Friday morning. Yeah, sounds good, Chris. Look forward to it.